So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. All right, guys, well, we've tried the new show for a number of episodes, and the downloads have spoken. You guys love this show. Wow, I am so honored that we can do an engaging and fun and current show that agents from all over the world are listening to and learning from about what's happening in our beloved real estate industry. So we're going to keep it up. We're excited and welcome to today's State of the Market. Welcome, Rockstar Nation. Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market Podcast with your host, Pat Hyben and Kevin Kaufman. All right, Rockstar Nation, good to be back. And we are going to run down the news today. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Kevin Kaufman. Kevin, how's your week going, bro? Good, Pat. How's it going, brother? Glad to be back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's get right to it, man. What uh, what's what's happening in real estate news this week? Yeah, man. My buddy, I call him my buddy. I've, I've only met him uh, a couple times, but and talked to him a few times. But Adam Contos, the uh, the CEO at Remax, seems to have pulled off a a pretty cool deal. Some sort of. Uh, alignment there with Redfin and Remax teaming up for uh, the Redfin referral program in something like 5,000 different zip codes across the U.S. and Canada where Redfin will be using Remax agents exclusively as their referral partner. I found that to be pretty, uh, like that's a pretty big deal. I messaged them earlier and said, dude, that's pretty huge, making some waves. And uh, he said, thank you. I'm imagining he's having a busy day today. That's, uh, that's a big deal, man. Redfin generates a lot of business for their referral partners uh, there in the markets that they don't serve themselves. Well, so let's talk about that because, you know, the funny thing is, is, um, you know, Redfin is not that, you know, big of a company really, right? Like they don't have that many agents. And you got to wonder at some point, is this their business model of the future? You know what I mean? Is, are, they, are they saying, hey, you know, we might not want to be a, a real estate brokerage. We may just want to be a, you know, referral brokerage. And because they have put so much money in technology and their tech is good, man. I mean, they're, I use their app personally because uh, it works well, you know. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, so they've got so much money in the tech space that, you know, I could see this being, you know, bringing in more money for them than, uh, than their agents do. And now the, fun, the thing with Redfin that people need to realize is, you know, the agents that they do have on the ground are salaried agents. And traditionally what their model was, was they would salary the agents and then they would give a 15% or equivalent of 15% or somewhere close to that of, of the uh, co-op commission back to the buyer who bought the house, right? 
And then, then they would also, you know, list houses at 1%, right? That was a thing advertised still to this day on their website, 1% listing fees. And uh, they were able to do both of those things uh, because they have salaried agents, right? Because, you know, they don't have to give half to the agent or a split to the agent or 70, 80% to the agent, you know? Yeah, man, this is a this is an intriguing number one partnership, and and to your point, Pat, I think you could be onto something. I wonder if this is a sign of things to come with their future business model. I mean, realistically, when you look at it, Redfin really is a real estate team that operates as a brokerage, right? They yeah. actually they really are just a big giant. I mean, I used to sit in these rooms with Gary Keller in what he called his pirate mastermind over the last couple of years. And he actually said this to us, oh, I don't know, somewhere in 2016, like you guys got to realize, and he's talking to a group of us, probably 15 or 20 of us expansion agents that he said, Redfin is actually your biggest competitor. You just don't realize, you think of them as a brokerage, they're an expansion team. They're just like you, they're just way ahead of you. Hmm. And so when Gary first said that to me, it gave me a totally different viewpoint on Redfin and what their business model is. And so coming from that thought process, when I see, quite frankly, a 25% referral fee is what they're going to get back, you know, from the, from the agents. And while they do get 30% back from their other agents that are, that are non-Remax, you know, at the end of the day, that's a pretty dang good amount of income considering they're not servicing the actual transaction. And you got to, that's a good business model. When right. You and the tech, yeah, the technology exists, right? Like it is. Oh yeah. It's, it's already, it already exists. It's not like they got to build it. Now, obviously they got to improve it and do uh, app updates and all that stuff. But, but you know, at the same time it already exists. So imagine just having a, a way to get buyers to raise their hand in mass and just flipping them to agents all day long. Uh, you know, referral fees tend to be very fat. You know what I mean? They tend to be even at 25%, you know, that's a lot of money. As a matter of fact, it's probably more than most agents make in profit per deal. I know people come on this show with, you know, large teams and that sort of thing make, you know, less than 25% profit. So, you know, for them to get, like you say, 25% and not really have to do anything for it, uh, it's cash cow. I yeah. think, I think, I don't know, you know, but I think you're onto it, Pat. I mean, it, it is, this could be a cash cow for them. I'll, I'll tell you too, this reminds me of the Dave Ramsey program. Yeah, I was going to say I, that. That's funny. Yeah. You know, I joined that many moons ago. I, I, I'm no longer I did a too. Yeah. I, I, cho- I chose to opt out recently, uh, a couple years ago. But I'll tell you, there was a point when I knew a few people inside that organization that were very clear that they, I mean, understand all the things that Dave Ramsey has going on. And they were very clear that real estate referral fees were the number one source of income for Dave Ramsey corp for the Dave Ramsey company. Oh, you think right? about, I didn't, oh, I yeah. never heard that. Yeah. I believe it though. Yeah. Think about it. Like radio books, all the stuff that they're, go- they got going on and seminars, referral yeah. fees. Oh yeah. The seminars, you name it. And, uh, and so, for Redfin, Redfin's got an even more massive platform than Dave Ramsey's ever had. I got to imagine that uh, at scale, this could be a really big deal for both them and, of course, the Remax agents. I mean, this is a pretty cool thing and something I'm going to keep my eye on here uh, for the rest of this year and see what happens. My guess is it's going to be a big deal for both of them. Yeah, well, you know, the cool thing is I got to see a picture of it and it, and it shows 
like so you're listing let's say you're with umpty ump real estate your listing shows up on the portal on the redfin portal of course just like all others and it says you know book an appointment with a preferred partner agent something like that so you just automatically assume that it's you know i don't think you care really at, at that level whether it's a redfin agent or or joe schmo agent you know what i mean the, the point is they're saying okay book an appointment now with ease and then what happens is it takes you to and it takes you to a calendar and you and you say you pick the day and the time and you book it dude and that's like pretty that. that's pretty easy you think about this i was interviewing my friend uh chris heller recently on my podcast uh and he we were talking about consumer behavior and how really it's you know, it's consumer behavior that drives the disruption and the technology in our industry. And you think about the behavior as a consumer, right, is I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to point and click and then have what I want. And so if, if Redfin's already got this really great interactive display, this app, right, for the consumer. So people like you, people like myself, I was just having this conversation with another real estate pro I know from another large company this past weekend and we both were like, yeah, we use Redfin, uh, which was kind of funny because that was before this news broke. And uh, now I can go schedule, if I'm a consumer, I can just schedule my appointment right there from the app. So easy. I don't care if I'm the consumer. I don't know that I care that they're with Remax or not. I'm probably not paying attention to it. What I am paying attention to is the ease in which I'm able to schedule my appointment. That's, that's pretty yeah. amazing. And I think, uh, I think in general, human beings don't like talking to people on the phone as much anymore. Just, I mean, I got a perfect example just today. I'm in Austin, Texas, looking at a, a piece of property here. Long story, it's in an opportunity zone and, and I'm going to invest some money in it. And, and you know, my wife is here. And so I, uh, I said, hey, I want to see if I can get a massage somewhere. And uh, she's like, well, there's a spa right across the street in JW Marriott. I said, well, can you go online and and book something for me, and she was able to book it online, but then she got uh, a message that said, you must call to confirm your credit card, and I remember thinking, uh, literally, I just thought, what a pain in the ass that I have to call <laughs> and give them my credit card, then I started thinking, you know, what is the big deal? It's like a 30-second phone call, but here, I was bothered by it, and I think that this plays into the whole, the Redfin thing, where you could just literally, you see the agent's face like Uber, right? And you see their face, just like an Uber, you see their car, you see their face, you see their schedule, you book the appointment, and it's done, right? There's no calling, like calling a cab and having it dispatched, you know, it's just, I, I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's modern day. And, and uh, I think it's a great way for them to get uh, referral fees too. And I think it's a good score for Remax, because I think Remax, you know, has struggled in the last couple of years, with a value proposition, you know, against a lot of the competition. And, and this certainly gives it a ton of value competition, a value proposition. And that, Hey, look, you know, if you happen to be in one of these zip codes and you own a Remax franchise, this is what you get leads. And I've said for a long time that the biggest value proposition, any real estate broker could give in the future is leads. If you, if you could give leads, you know, that's the big, nothing else matters.
All right, guys, why waste thousands of dollars and countless hours on training that never touches on what matters most? How to make more money in real estate. For just $7, you can start a one-week trial at Rebus University today. And what that means is $13,000 worth of real estate courses on how to make more commissions will be available to you for a dollar a day. It's all you can eat. Go in there and take them all if you can. Only seven bucks. To start your seven-day all-access free trial, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. These courses are guaranteed to get you more listings, more leads, and more commissions. Futureofrealestatetraining.com or just text the word trial to 444 999 that's t-r-i-a-l to 444-999 yeah i'll tell you it's a big deal and for what it's worth i, I noticed that the redfin partner program alone uh so just referral fees pulled in get this pat 25.8 million dollars of revenue last year 25.8 okay so so do you know what they made uh what they made in real estate commissions from their agents i don't but my guess is this probably exceeds it i could be wrong i'll have to look that up maybe that's on like their uh their public filings or something since they're a public company yeah yeah well that's a lot of money you know 25 million dollars just for that uh, yeah, and so I think it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger. I, it's very interesting. Now, what happened traditionally in the past, and 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 Redfin has changed this uh, over the over time, as any company zigs and zags and changes things. So they used to give like fifteen hundred bucks to the consumer. So it would say, you know, buy this house or look at this house with this with our agent. You get fifteen hundred bucks back or equivalent of 15%, I think it was. And, and then they changed it. So, oh no. And what happened was, I'm sorry. So what happened was with the referral partners, the referral partners would pay Redfin 30%. And then, the, then Redfin would take that 30% and pay half of it, 15% back to the buyer. So the agent didn't, wasn't affected, right? Redfin paid that out of their profit. But yep. they changed that, and they don't do that anymore. They don't give a rebate. The only rebate that they give now is if it's over two hundred grand, they'll give five hundred bucks. And again, it comes, and it comes out of the um, Redfin portion. It does not come from the agent. Now I don't know what they're going to give with Remax uh, because Remax was able to negotiate the thirty percent fee down to twenty five percent. And they may have done it and said, okay, and then your agent has to give 500 bucks or they may just be going away from that altogether. All I was on the app earlier and there was no mention to me as a consumer looking in my hometown um, of a $500 rebate or of any rebate. The only pop-up was the agent, the scheduler, and uh, 1% listing fee, which would also be interesting too because, you know, the Remax agent, part, you know, part of the fun part of that this business is a lot of buyers turn in the listings, you know. So on some level, that I guarantee you that Redfin is going to be like, hey, you can have this buyer 
but you know, we need to, I, I'm just wondering how they're going to deal with that. You know, how they're going to deal with that 1% listing fee. Are they going to make the Remax agent, if the Remax agent lists it, do they have to list it for the 1% fee or do they just tell the consumer, Oh, we don't have that in this area. Yeah. That's uh, that, you know what, that, that is interesting. Uh, well, th so this agreement is, is for two years and they've already decided what they would do is evaluate it for two years and then see if it makes sense to continue going forward. So my guess is they'll probably work through some of this stuff. And uh, my guess also is that within two years, uh, there'll be some sort of shift uh, in market dynamics and that'll give them a chance to see what happens, uh, you know, w with listings and, and where the market's going over the next couple of years. Cause we know that impacts uh, a lot of agents ability to take listings. So should be, uh, should be fun to watch. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 I think it's a good deal for both and, and uh, we'll see, let the chips fall. They may. So have you seen anything about, um, about what Nolly and I talked about last week about the, the lawsuit, the class action yeah. lawsuit? I mean, I saw a lot of chatter after that on, on Facebook and, and throughout. Yeah. You know, probably more chatter than anything else. I haven't seen any, anything significant uh, or important come down. It certainly started many a conversations. I've seen there's there's a lot of I'll call it heated debate. A lot of people with uh, obviously some very strong feelings and opinions on it, and what that could mean to the future uh, of our of our business. And uh, you know, well, who knows how the chips will fall there in a quarter law? When it's in a quarter law, you just never know. But I, I, I guess I would say this: I don't want to worry about something until I need till I really need to worry about it. And, you know, NAR is, you know, the largest uh, lobbying group on the Hill. And while I don't want to just rest on those laurels, we do have that going for us as mm. realtors. And mm. my guess is uh, on some level going to come into play for, for those of us as realtors that we, we've got, uh, you know, there's a lot of money up there in uh, Washington, D.C. that we put towards uh, lobbying to protect our industry. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and these class action lawsuits, man, these things last forever. I mean, they're talking yeah. deca decades sometimes. I mean, they're, they're not a fast process. So anyways, that's something else we'll watch. So I saw Get Riley went out of business. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. You know what I found really interesting, though, Pat, is so within a couple of days, I see Get Riley shuts down, uh, or Riley, I guess, as they had changed their well, name. Let's, well, tell everybody what that is, what it is, so that people know so, they don't so use the service. Riley was a lead follow-up uh, automation service where somebody comes and registers on your website, say you've got a Boomtown, Commissions Inc., KV Core, Market Leader website, whatever that is, right? Uh, Wolfnet, and somebody registers on your website, and so what they do is they go and... Um, they start to pre-qualify the uh, lead and, and work to, to turn them into an appointment or client for you. And what that did is apparently it started a bunch of problems, right? So number one, I remember early on, the first time I checked them out, which I want to say was like 2016, maybe 17, it was actually 17, I couldn't even get on to check them out. Like they literally couldn't onboard anybody else because they didn't have the capacity to service the customers they already had. I mean, this is a company though, like they emerged from Y Combinator, which is the startup accelerator there in Silicon Valley that 
really a lot of the major companies, a lot of these unicorn companies that we've all heard of, Uber, Lyft, uh, et cetera, came out of. And so this, this is, it, it's not like it was a company that didn't have any sort of, you know, future or track, but something happened and they just all of a sudden shut down operations last week. They said, we're returning what's left of our investors' money. Uh, they claimed it was something like 20%. They said that we're going to return it to the investors and just all operations have ceased, uh, which I thought, okay, well, you don't see that happen every day. But then I see uh, a couple days later, I think it was early this morning, maybe late last night, Lion Desk, the CRM, launched a text message-based lead conversion assistant that they're calling Gabby. Now, I, I think these are two different things, right? They're all, they're all coming out. They're all coming out with with like names for the robot essentially like it, yeah like well first of all i heard that uh, get riley or i think it was get riley.com was uh, that's where i'm getting that get riley but riley which was the name of of uh, a virtual system but it was it, i think with riley it was it, it wasn't a robot the, these were real people 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 they had a whole floor of people and a lot of what they did if not all of what they did was text and I had been told, like probably six, seven months before today, that they were shut down. That they, now, when someone says that, what shut down? I, I guess when it's kind of like your Facebook account gets shut down because you added too many friends, right? You know what I mean? Like it's shut down, and then forty-eight hours later, after you say, "Hey, what happened?" and you know, and they re-up you or whatever. Instagram accounts get shut down and then open back up. And I, I had heard they were shut down because uh, because of some violations. And again, this is hearsay. This is just, I, I tried to find something about this online, couldn't find anything. But it was something about just like all of these texts uh, coming out all at once. And then uh, the, I don't know who, whoever regulates that, right? Asked them to cease operations for, for I don't think it lasted a you know lengthy shut down for a couple of days is from what I remember the story going. But anyways, I think when you're dealing with techs like that, it's, it's the text companies like that, uh, that, that text at a high level, it's just, you know, it's crazy. You know, it just, uh, yeah, you know, it's, what it's, I, it's just sticky. People get annoyed by, you know, text things that text, you know, getting too much text. Plenty of people make a decent living selling real estate, but how many manage to make millions to become a millionaire? Imagine how much more profitable your business would be if you had the chance to learn from someone who actually made their millions selling real estate. Rebus University instructors know what it takes to build a highly successful, highly lucrative real estate business because they've done exactly that. These self-made real estate millionaires spent years in the trenches identifying exactly what works in today's markets. And that's exactly what they teach. Right now, we're running a seven-day trial on Rebus University's all-access package. For just $7, you can get access to every course. Every millionaire real estate instructor, there's over 40 of them. 40 millionaire real estate instructors that Rebus University has to offer. You have access to all of them. To start your seven-day free trial for only seven bucks, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com. 
or text TRIAL, T-R-I-A-L, to 444-999. That's TRIAL to 444-999. Yeah, you know, and this is a this is a personal preference. I'll, I'll say I'll say that. So take it for what it's worth. It's my opinion. Throw it away. You know, if you don't like it, but it's one of the. You know, I don't on my team. We don't we don't have ISAs. Um, I don't let anybody who's not a licensed realtor call one of my leads on my behalf or on our behalf because I believe there is a certain level of conversation and real estate IQ we've got to have if we're going to engage with potential real estate clients. Now, yeah, you could say that's a limiting belief, but that, that is my thought, uh, is that there's got to be a little bit of real estate IQ there. Now, maybe that can be built in with machine learning and artificial intelligence over time, but it seems like with the, maybe, maybe Riley was just too early. One of the things I noticed was the co-founder, and I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, Pat. But his parting shot on the quote in the story I read was, I'm less convinced that real estate lead qualification and more specifically real estate CRM is a billion dollar opportunity. He concluded, I believe that the only way to create a mountain moving business in real estate, one needs to change the paradigm of what it means to be a brokerage. More specifically, the transaction itself is where the value lies and the opportunity exists. And so I read that from one guy going out. Now we've got Lion Desk who's going deeper in and going, hey, we're adding this, uh, we're adding an automated text service. You know, Riley's out. They don't do it anymore. And we're going to add this in now as a feature to our CRM. Interesting and conflicting perspectives, right? Well, yeah. You know, it'll be interesting because here's the thing. Like I was saying before, People get annoyed. I'm on a couple of tech services, and when I get texts from them, like I'm, I signed up for a couple of things. I couldn't even tell you what they were, just checking out the industry, real estate coaches, whatever. And now I get these random texts that come from a number I don't recognize, and they annoy me. They annoy <laughs> me so much more than spam annoys me, you know, from an email. So I'm just wondering if all of, of these companies that are basically – follow-up services on real estate leads via text if it could backfire if they could backfire if because it's so easy to be aggressive and i'll give you an example of how it could backfire i read a review from a real estate agent i know who uh, i just went on you know yelp to read her reviews and she had a review there uh, from a consumer who did not even buy a house from, from her, but said, I called her office just to get a price and they wouldn't stop harassing me and uh, wouldn't stop calling and texting me. And, um, and they gave her, you know, a one-star review. So that's just one of many ways it could backfire if people get totally annoyed by robots texting as a follow-up. Yeah, and you know what? That happens. I mean, I've, I've had a bad review from a non-client, a non-customer as well, because one of my agents reached out to somebody who, quite frankly, registered on our website, gave us their information, requested more information, and then, uh, then was upset that they followed up. And so, you know, if a human being is making that mistake, and granted, sometimes, you know, sometimes the agent's 
can cross the line. I get that. And we also know that sometimes there, there is a fine line in knowing the difference between what's right and what's wrong with consumer behavior is, it's important, man. It really is. It's not a, it's not a topic we should take lightly. I mean, so many real estate agents and real estate brokerages have been in trouble over cold calls and robo dialing over the last couple of years that, you know, there's <laughs> text messages are, I, while it's different, it's also not very different and very much a hot button issue in the eyes of the consumer and probably even the FCC. Yep. Yep. Exactly. What else you got, brother? Any other good news this week? Dude, outside of that, I mean, I think there's, there's not been a whole lot going on, you know, that jumped out at me by, by any means. I've, I've got a few things I've heard of happening, but I'll wait till next week's program when, when hopefully some of that will come to, uh, come to fruition. I, I think it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited in a way, you know, as a, as someone who just loves our industry, I'm excited to see what happens with this Redfin and this Remax uh, partnership and see what they learn. And because I think that's going to speak to a lot of the future of the brokerage world, not much different than this last story that we just talked about. Well, I guess really all three stories take a look at the lawsuit that has a lot to do with the way brokerage firms could, could potentially operate in the future. Mm -hmm. And then you take a look at this, uh, this text <clears throat> automation follow-up and the fact that, you know, that really does touch on consumers quite a bit. I, I just feel this overwhelming sense, Pat, that we're in this, we're in this era of change in our industry. And <clears throat> I think everybody knows that. That's why the words disruption and stuff gets thrown around. But that in the next 12, 24 months, the landscape is going to really be changed. And we're going to know as realtors, brokers, brokerage owners, et cetera, what, what it's like to kind of operate in the new world. Yeah. Well, it's definitely going to be good. And like, uh, like some comments I read about, about the Remax Red thing, Finn, it's time to uh, butter up the cop popcorn, sit back and watch what happens, man. Cause it's <laughs> going to be some fascinating things i agree with you uh, uh you know going on and real estate transactions as we know it are uh, completely going to change in the next decade so and and like you said probably before no doubt well all right brother then uh i guess we will sign off for this week and uh i appreciate uh i appreciate you man and uh love being able to chat with you here weekly on the state of the market podcast and uh Look forward to next week's edition. All right, and everybody, listen, if you want to comment on any of this, go to Next Level Agents on Facebook or Real Estate Rockstars on Facebook and leave us a comment there. We appreciate you. Talk to you all later. Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market Podcast with your host, Pat Hyben and Kevin Kaufman. Thank you so much for listening to the State of the Market. If you have any news you would like us to cover, please go to Next Level Agents on Facebook or send an email to info at rebusuniversity.com. That's info at rebusuniversity, R-E-B-U-S, university.com, and we'll be sure to bring it up.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.